0: You say we don't know We say we don't know We say
1: Trek This Out Hello and welcome to the Star Trek podcast Trek This Out I'm your host Bob and I'm joined by the full ensemble crew this evening In the house, I'll never say that again, is Andrea Hello Hello, we have John What up? <laughs> Lindsay!
0: Hello!
1: And Suckmeister General. okay Sucky. Sucky. Oh, hello. <laughs> Hi, Sucky. Uh, and on this show, we're reviewing the pilot of Deep Space Nine Emissary, uh, parts one and two. We'll be uh, giving our lights out of five, reading out your feedback to the story, voting for this week's red shirt, and finding out what we're watching next time. But before all that, I'm going to engage the warp drive. <laughs> Before we crack on fancy little chinwag bit of gossip uh, Lindsay is much being going on in the world of Star Trek i come um, to you th- first
2: Oh thanks um, I think uh, like ma- many other bits of the world the world of Star Trek is still slightly off kilter however um, I believe they have found a director for Star Trek Prodigy so Star mm. Trek Prodigy is the other animated series um, it's going to be CG animated I believe um, and they have just brought on board the award winning director and producer Ben Hibbon, who's um, apparently famous for something called Cold Hunters, which I've never heard of. Oh
1: hippo. Um, used to got a skill with Hippo. You're right. With
2: that?
1: <laughs> what am um, so he's
0: weird. he's gonna
2: direct and co executive produce and serve as the creative lead of Nickelodeon's all new animated series, Star Trek Prodigy. Ooh.
0: Cool. So apparently
1: so, like
3: so does that mean he's the showrunner, runner or is he just directing the
2: episodes? Well he seems to be the creative lead so I think he is he is going to be like in charge of the overall feel of it so from what I have read um, it's following a group of lawless teens who expand the Star Trek universe mm-hmm. um, and discover a derelict Starfleet ship and use it to search for adventure Ooh. I feel like this is like the famous five in space and I kind of love it as a concept
1: <laughs> Well, we'll find out, won't we? Uh, Talking of animated series, we managed to get, via the medium of YouTube, uh, our first look at episode one of um, Lower Decks. I yes. think we've all watched it, haven't we?
2: Thank you to CBS for being kind enough to acknowledge that yeah. your international fans exist and that we
1: there might like. They must have been listening to you, Lindsay. <laughs> um, you
2: know what? One episode is better than <laughs> no
4: episodes, but i <laughs> quite
2: like yeah. the rest of them too, please. The letter writing campaign. he very
4: briefly and then disappeared, though. Uh, well, people outside got... of the US, so I don't know, if, was it entirely intentional that it was released worldwide? I'm not sure, but um, if well, you got in quick, it. you could see it.
1: So. Yeah, well, we all caught it, so that was good. It was, it was good. I thought it was good. I was pleasantly surprised. And uh, was it? Was it? Was it? Was it what, uh, yeah, I think it was what I was expecting but it had a bit more to it. I think. Yeah. Futurama um, feel, kind of Family Guy thing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely felt like Star Trek, which is which is cool on a sort of very different direction than they've ever been on before it
5: played um, it played on a lot of the uh, Star Trek tropes but it did it really well Yeah, it's, is... it's quite funny it's actually very funny yeah.
0: Yeah. It's very and, cleverly
5: and, done. and I'm quite surprised that the characters are all despite them being annoying are also likeable yeah. as well so yeah so it's, I... looking like it's going to be good going forward I yeah. was
2: tempted to use the Holy Grail as a comparative, uh, which is that I think it has the same kind of respect for the canon that Galaxy Quest does, which is why Galaxy Quest works. It's because the people who have written it know it mm. and understand and respect the ridiculousness of fandom and of the franchise. Um, and it felt that same level of kind of like care was going on in this episode. I've only seen one episode. Who knows what happens next? But I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it much more than I thought I might
1: it yeah, looked good as well, Look good. What did you think, Andrea?
4: I think it had a, quite a nice balance of, of sort of the silly and the ridiculous, which you kind of want from that style of animation. Um, but potential for sort of character and plot development, which I think it is relatively rare in that genre, really. If you look at, like, that type of animation, you've got, like, sort of, if you, you take peak Simpsons, however good it was, There's always that reset, isn't there? Where everyone like Bart's going to be eternally ten and Lisa's going to be eternally eight, and the sort of Seth MacFarlane vehicles as well, like Family Guy and and American Dad. They they kind of go to that reset function. Um, So I'm kind of interested to see if they're going to take the story forward, um, which I think will give it a bit more longevity. Really, Um, the Easter eggs were nice. That there were a lot of them in there. I think sort of it's probably worth a second watch. Um, a lot of people are talking about like sort of Rick and Morty comparisons. Um, I'm much less familiar with that. I've probably seen a couple of episodes, but I, I can kind of see where people are coming from with that. But I was, I, I liked it more than I expected,
1: to be mm. honest. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, no, I think, I think, I'm, well, I'm definitely the same. Sucky, so, how about you, dude?
3: It's exactly the same as what the, everybody else is saying. It, it's, it was funny. The characters were well drawn. The, they the came to life on the. And I, I, do, I do like the lead character of uh mariner, is it? And she, you know, she she just knows what's going on, but she just doesn't care, basically, yeah. and just lets it all uh, just flow over, and just she just goes with the flow, and she does her own thing. And I, I quite like that sort of character in this sort of show, and uh, so yeah, I'm quite happy to see more more of these uh, episodes.
1: Yeah, I, I, the one thing I did like is the um, the way they portray, you know, the the high decks. You know, they're all like chiseled jocks and knobheads basically uh it, you know like proper stereotypical i would come command. um and that was I, I did like that and it makes it made the, the the sort of the lower deck people quite you know a bit more lovable and that kind of thing but yeah i'm looking forward to it i hope they bring it out in the uk asap or they have another little leaky on the internet that'd be lovely leak a leak a week that's what <laughs> hashtag a leak a week maybe but yeah, wow. yeah. so uh, and yeah, you know p- what? positive
2: hopefully we get it and we may get it as a dump or we may get it on a weekly basis but no doubt you will hear us chatting more about it should
5: we get access
1: don't talk to me about dumps lindsay I'm just had to clean one up and it was horrible. I
5: was going to say, Lindsay, you, you fed him that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, as soon as you mentioned it, I could see his little mind working. Uh,
4: we I should you know, know. We should know that one makes it even worse, to be honest, John. So I, I think we should just kind of gloss over that.
1: Anyway, yeah. yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a trailer in for the for the episode we are reviewing, which is Deep Space Nine Pilot. Emissary. At the edge of the universe, when the future
5: is in peril, got Cardassians on our back doorstep. One man faces an impossible mission. I will do the job I've been ordered to do, sir. To protect a defenseless space station.
4: I don't believe the Federation has any business being here.
5: Command an untested crew, and to relive a deadly encounter. We'll disarm your weapons.
0: Next time on Star Trek: Deep Space Nine.
1: And what an exciting trailer that was! Oh, uh, you're listening to Trek this out, and we are reviewing the Star Trek: Deep Space Nine episode Pilot, even uh, MS3 parts one and two. Um, I'm going to come to everyone for your first thoughts. When did you first see that kind of thing? Let's get a vibe going, Sucky. I'm going to come to you first. Yes, I I do remember watching this back in the day when it uh,
3: when they were showing it on BBC Two, I think it was, and I did I enjoyed it, but I remember my my uh, my opinion of DS9 is that I it's a it was a good show but it's just something that did not interest me at all right and I watched the first season of it and then I just fell the wayside so I just couldn't be bothered now watching this again right and I watched it twice in the last few days and I was just thinking to myself I should have continued with this show because it has got some great characters. Fantastic storyline, by the looks of it, you know, and with the religious overtones as well. And I'm thinking I should have stayed stuck with it. So I'm going to say this was a really, really good pilot episode, best one out of the ones that we've reviewed so far on this on a trip
1: this I think we've done them all now, haven't we? Apart from we the have, original. Series. We haven't done Voyager. Oh, or uh, the Voyager. Pilot. Yeah, we haven't yeah. done Voyager.
3: We've done or the even,
1: TNG, uh, well. or original series. Ah, well, there you go. That's cool. Uh, Andrea, I'll come to you next. What, did, did you remember this when it came out, or what's your, what's your vibe? Well,
4: not really. I, I sort of watched DS9 for a while, and then I think, to be honest, I think it was kind of... It was that airing on BBC2 at a point where, like, other things in life were, like, drawn us out of the house at, at that time of the evening, um, whether it was sort of part-time jobs or um, young men or... Or pubs or, or whatever and, and I kind of lost and in the same way I lost off with Voyager I kind of lost off with Deep Space Nine and I kind of have sort of mixed memories of it um, and I think there the were elements of it at the time that I, I found a bit sort of plodding and I could never get into all of that kind of mystical sort of spiritual element of it um, so I sort of have I have quite vague memories of, of Deep Space Nine and I think what I've seen of it, I probably have seen quite a lot of it out of order um, yeah. which probably makes it make less sense um i get the impression that it would be much better to watch it in order um and i put this on the poll because i've kind of i've got to the end of, of next generation um and it was like where should we rewatch go next and so many star trek fans like speak so highly of deep space nine i, I feel like what am i missing And um, so I, I did want to give it another go um, i would have happily rewatched voyager next but um I'm, I'm, I'm up to about episode 10 now of series one um yeah. And I'm thoroughly enjoying it, to be honest, much more than, than I expected. I think series one's got a really nice, it almost feels like mystery of the week, rather than kind of, it's got a sort of detective-y feel, I think. Oh, it seems to be, yeah, there's some kind of sort of mysterious event or some something to solve every week, which I'm quite enjoying. Um and, and I think the other thing that struck us really hard was that I seem to remember as a teenage girl, I quite fancied Dr. Bashir. And I'm watching him now, and I want to hit him with a stick. He's like just like a desperate puppy. It's like, what did you see in him? I mean, he's quite a good-looking guy, but, like, it's like, no, you
5: just smell of desperate.
4: Um, I know,
5: but, but it's just a good-looking guy. I think that's all you saw, Andrea. <laughs> it
1: get,
4: it
1: I it's just better. like It's like,
4: you were just like...
1: No, he gets he, better he, it's he, when, it, when him and Miles have, uh, when O'Brien and O'Brien become like bros uh, they have a bromance and that's when they both he becomes a lot more lovable so, um, he nearly got sacked you know um, they, they nearly got shot of him at the end of season one because he annoyed everybody um, so yeah luckily they kept him in because I really think he's a great character eventually um, so just positive just, I'm just yeah.
3: asking Andrew you know like you're, you're saying like it's just like an episode of the week sort of thing a mystery of the week or whatever but Because this show is sort of remembered as one of the shows that started the whole story and season-long arcs, is there any of that in them first 10 episodes or not?
4: yeah i think i think the way they've done it is the character development like it's almost like people are getting their episode to kind of get you familiar with the crew and things that and it was really nice to see like someone like o'brien who was like criminally underused in next generation like get his own episode where he's like actually like doing things um and not just kind of hovering around the transporter like respond to heels now and again, um, and I think they have done quite a good job of kind of building up those characters, um, and I think they did, it starts in the, the sort of pilot, which we'll, we'll kind of talk about, yeah. but it just, it's got this nice sort of like, what's the mystery this week, and then the kind of revealing bits of character through that, um, and it feels much more like an ensemble, um, and, a, and a big ensemble, rather than, you know, focusing on, on a smaller group of characters and then maybe having yeah. little lead-offs. I think from the get-go, it's very much it's
1: about the group, which is quite nice, I think. The big the big arcs start, like basically come later on, like Season 5 and 6 and on from there, like big, big arcs. But the beauty of DS9 is, like Andrea saying, you have a big ensemble of cast that get their own bit of time, but you've got additional cast as well that yeah. come in, like the Cardassian one, you know... Um, the spiritual lady, I can't remember the names and stuff, but there's there's loads of different characters because that's the beauty. It's basically I think like the referring to there play. is Cat and
2: Kai Wen but yeah, the,
1: them 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 pair. Uh, but you get you get loads of them because the space it's basically like a space station opera. That's the sort of thing of it. And that wormhole, you get different people coming through, and it's just it's just a really cool like character driven Star Trek rather than the rest where it's focusing on maybe two or three at a time. Um, it's great, John. Yes. All oh, right, <laughs>
5: my turn.
0: Y'all I thought you
1: were.
5: I thought you were picking me up on something. Um, <laughs> I, I, well, I was, I was quite ill uh, last year for a few weeks. Uh, I was kind of like, like couch bound in the end, for a bit. And uh, DS9, I binge watched the whole thing, pretty much, ten hours a day until it was all done. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm. It's quite fresh in the memory. I do like it, and and I particularly like the, the this opening episode because it brings together all the cast. You see it happening right in front of you, and they're all very... They've all got their clearly defined sort of traits and characteristics that they carry on forward and expand upon. But it's done quite efficiently, which I like as well. But it also, rather than clunkily bringing people in, with the exception of Bashir and Dax just getting added, getting off a shuttle and then like Bashir asking her out like why didn't he ask her out of the shuttle before she's standing right in front of his commanding fucking officer like an idiot (laughs) but there are and the the spiritual side of the uh, of the thing is the bit that annoys me it's when it's when Star Trek gets a little bit soft focus about things and um, and I understand what they were trying to do um, but I, I I felt it went on a bit much that part uh, and it could have like it, it took up like best part of an episode on and off yeah. uh, and it, it was a bit of a chew on ds nine's is quality though it's yeah. um, it gets a bit it gets a bit samey towards the end um, but it's 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 one of the one of the better Star Treks and, and this is an example of a good opening in fact it's not the best one we've had so far
1: yeah no no I concur there uh, Lindsay yeah so uh,
2: I agree with most of what everybody said um, for me personally I've struggled with the assignment, but I think like I like most of, As you're totally right that it is an ensemble more than any other Star Trek I think um, and I like most of those characters which is a good start but there's none of them that I particularly side with straight away like there was there was none of them that I was like, Oh, I really want like, you know, what's like I, like I'm really rooting for you and I can't wait to find not, out what happens to you next. Not,
5: not Kai Wynn then. I was <laughs> <assumed>. <laughs>
2: Um so <laughs> I yeah, so I struggle a bit with that. Um, I agree, with John, as in, I, I, it depends on what you were referring to as the spiritual side of it, but um, we can talk about this later, but I personally felt like the discussion of linear time just goes on too long just goes on too long. There's about three scenes more than you need. Um, and I actually found myself checking how long the episode still had to run. But that could be because I've seen it before and I kind of knew what the outcome was. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. I think it does a really good job of introducing the characters and setting some really interesting things in motion that come out or that don't really come into to play until much later on in the series. Um, so that's really sound as well. Yeah, not my favourite, but solid
1: solid uh, good cool. intro i mean i i, I love the yeah, s dan i think it is it's probably my favorite star trek i just think it's, it's great and weirdly i was looking forward to a rewatch of this uh i don't know what happened to me when i did my first watch i was not digging it at all um particularly all the spirituality stuff and all that and i sort of was harking back and thinking you know voyager you've got all that nonsense in the bloody daft caretaker bit which is kind of you could perceive to be spiritual kind of thing. Or, you know, it's a bit trippy and surreal, and even with I think, uh, I think t-
2: it depends how maybe rather than spiritual we mean philosophical.
1: Yeah, like just it's a bit like out there kind right, kind of thing, which I never sort of tend to go back to in Star Trek really. But it seems like as well um, TNG as well, it's got like this whole weird thing with Q. So these three pilots of the same sort of era have this weird thing going on. However. Um, I watched it today and I fucking loved it. I don't, I don't know why I loved it today. I think it's like hacking back to what John was saying about the characters, how rounded they are from day one, which they definitely aren't in any the other pilots that you know in the Star Trek thing.
5: It's you know, particularly good in this in this sort of opening because people like right, everybody's angry and pissed at each other for no fucking reason through most of the episode. Everybody's yeah. like snotty with each other, and by the end of the two-parter. They're starting to work as a team, so you've got a progression right in the opening, yeah. of like Kira becomes less of a fucking snippy bitch and starts <laughs> to be more, to like to like, like genuinely communicates yeah. well with Miles and, and people like that, and um, and even like Cisco stops being uh, an unprofessional twat when he's talking to uh, Picard.
1: I tell you, do you know what that is one of my uh, that today I would love that scene because everybody oh Jean-Luc Buchanan eh, and he just goes you're a fucking asshole! you killed my wife I don't care but he did hot. it
2: that's the completely unreasonable Like it isn't understandable but it is right? unreasonable it's, and unprofessional it,
1: it, 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 like- <laughs> it's like it's like it's like
5: somebody it's like people on the uh, DJ landing saying that, uh, uh, that Hitler killed them yeah. when in fact it was German, but it's still the same thing to them. Well,
2: it, well it's not, no, but it's not, because Hitler chose to do the things he did. Jean-Luc Picard was effectively yeah, in, infected in, by an enemy agent.
5: Yeah, fair enough, but he was the opposing lead, wasn't he?
2: But he was an unwilling figurehead.
5: Well, whether he's unwilling or not, he's still the opposing lead. Well, you what? can't really
2: equate somebody who is unwillingly involved in that kind of <laughs> act with Hitler, <laughs> because that just, just doesn't work.
1: Don't you, uh. uh but, but, and I. And what I did like, sorry, what I did like about that was that. don't you... let me finish my fucking
5: ass! <laughs> sorry, bro. I, I did realise. <laughs> I just
1: thought, I just was getting a bit. No, that's okay. fine. I, I just finished a bit of a point if that's alright. Thank you. Um... <laughs> I've made a point, but you didn't let me finish. So I'm not I, thought you were, I thought you were finished. And you am yeah. What do you reckon? What?
5: No, go on, go on, John, finish. What, what do you want to say? Finish what you're saying? yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter now. Time right. has passed.
1: Yeah, well, I that mean, means I,
5: Lindsay won. <laughs> I was thinking exactly that. Yeah. Well, no. No, it means I'm conceding that Lindsay has a point, but she, that she's not entirely correct either. But, you know... I, right. was I, really
0: right.
5: it, I, I was trying to let it pass, Sucky, but you had to fucking put your aura, didn't you? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, no. It's uh, all right. right. Well, at least round two coming, because I haven't started talking
1: about
2: the woman yet.
1: Okay, so... All I was say was, I love that reaction that wasn't like the usual positive reaction to Picard, but what I did love was Picard's reaction to you know uh, Cisco saying you know cuz that memory's hardly picard ever since he got turned into Locutus. um and you've never and i've never i can't remember a point where he's been properly faced with it by someone who was affected by it and I, and i can and i really love that and i love the intro as well you know you basically straight into the action and it is Locutus and it's all this and that and it's just i think the, the beginning of this is brilliant and i and like i said i just love that reaction of picard and Cisco a bit at the beginning um, for, what, Picard, for whatever reason.
2: Picard's response to Cisco's anger is really interesting and I think it is yeah. a really good example of the fact that Picard is a diplomat and he is aware of his own place in, in the, these events. The opening I found quite challenging though because while, and again, it is entirely understandable and probably what most people would be, or the way that most people would behave, but Ben Sisko is supposed to be, as far as I can understand, in charge because the captain is killed. Yes. The captain gets taken out. He is the highest-ranking officer on board. He behaves in an entirely unprofessional manner.
5: No, he doesn't. I don't think he, about. Do. No, well, he what don't, part, don't. Sorry, what part no. are we on about? At yeah. the beginning, yeah. John. At the very the beginning. beginning. I what, think I he's, think when he's, he's when dead. dead. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, fair enough. That he's allowed to be slightly. <laughs> <Yeah. as laughs> but,
2: but, but but that's the point, John. I like, I don't know that he is. Like, if you are in a military organisation and you are in charge of evacuating a ship, is it appropriate that you go looking for your family?
0: Okay, yeah. No,
2: it's, well, yes. it's
5: understandable, yes.
2: it's, Like I said, it's entirely understandable, but, yeah, like, but that's how the military works.
3: Yeah, but the thing is, yeah, he has got people... To, uh, he has still... He has got people that are, are still following his orders. So what, he, as he's he going through, the, we, the, like, through they to they his capital, probably also have family on board. Like, yeah, but... He might be communicating his orders to people that he knows. Hasn't got family. He might just be saying, get the people off the the ship. Just
5: because because he's going to try and find out how his wife is and finds out she's dead. Doesn't mean that he hasn't already got things in place that are arranging the fucking evacuation already. He wasn't there deciding it. If he was doing that, nobody was going to move. It's not yeah. how people work. Yeah, Again, they, it's the military. That's, they've got command of the ways of deciding things.
3: There's got to be That's some distance from where the bridge is to where the, his quarters are. right? So you would only seen a small little portion of what he's done. He might have been just going down, orders, get these people off, get these people off, get they, there's the shuttle bay over there, get them onto that shuttle. Right. The thing th- is, right, if, if Andrea, he had
4: his, his <laughs> wife and kids, right, we'd have just been like, what a fucking dick. He didn't even go and look for his family. yeah exactly. like, No, 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 we had to go
2: and see his wife being iced for his character's development.
0: Yeah. There are yeah. literally
4: yeah. three
2: women in this episode, three women of any nose, oh. and we're ignoring oh. the naked ones in court bar, court bar. One of them is iced and then used as a plot device. One of them is your stereotypical angry woman. And the third one is who actually did a man.
1: just in his last five minutes? Um, is who? Is Dax.
2: Yeah, but Dax, the whole point with Dax is that, you know, she's actually an old man in a woman's body. Like, the fact that she, like, the fact that this was an old man and can talk to her like she is his friend. So, to, so... Like, the whole so thing Dax, is just slightly odd.
5: Does Dax have male privilege or not, then, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I, I don't know the answer to, to that question but, stop no, no, but
4: to
5: she not my
4: elves right so <laughs> <we'll sleep laughs> yeah.
2: but, but fundamentally her experience her relationships with the crew certainly with Cisco, is based around the fact that he knew her as a man
1: yeah well for she wants to bang I don't he. so right so Pretty she's nice. either
2: a sex object or she's somebody
5: who an old man yeah there's clearly clearly if sure. you watch if you watch Dax in this episode, there is no way that she's just anything. She's no, true fact. She, she is a sex object to some, obviously, clearly to Bashia. She's a friend to um Cisco, Cisco. And she's an extremely capable officer who gets her shit together very quick and sorts a lot of shit out. No, so looks
0: like, and and It looks her,
5: like, her, seems her like they're trying to find ways of criticising it. No, not
2: really. Like her
5: character
2: I'm curious to evolve. Oh, but like, certainly as a teenage girl watching this, there was nobody I wanted to be. Like, I, it's just a statement of fact. Whereas in other iterations of Star Trek, like whether it's TNG or Voyager or like other things, there were clear female role models. Like, They weren't always used well, and they weren't always massively well-rounded. But I, like-
5: I know, I, th- I think that's your experience and that's fine. But I think you're misinterpreting what Dax and Kira are in terms of role model. Kira's yeah, amazing. Both. Yeah, Kira
2: great. Well, no, she's a completely unreasonable bitch in most of this episode.
5: Yeah, but she, the way can't, she's been brought up and is the way no, she's had po- to live
1: under life. There's the there no Cardassian. context to it. I, mean, yeah, I also
2: think Kira is a better, better um, version of what they tried to do with Tasha Yar.
1: I was going to say she's a better Balana. That's what I was going to say. Yeah.
2: Ah, no, disagree strongly there. But she is a better version of Tasha Yar, which is possibly the most awkward character I've ever seen drawn in Star Trek.
1: Do um, so you know what? I didn't pick up any of this again, because you've got, a, as well, you've got a very a strong spiritual leader character who, he, you know, is massive in the in the overall... Actually, you're totally character right,
2: character. and I, I, I take that back, because she is a really strong character. Um, and, like I say, both of these characters do evolve... But in this episode, like, it, it just, it's interesting.
1: interesting. Yeah, but also, also Odo's not, non, nothing. He True facts. No
2: and Odo is so has... excellent. I remember the first time I saw Odo just yeah. being totally, yeah. totally floored. I was like,
1: oh! Yeah. Wax got tits on his head, so <laughs> you never know.
2: Right. Can we, like, I don't want to have this conversation, Bob, but have you ever actually seen a pair of breasts? Because... They hey, do not look
1: These are, these are, these are my lockdown man form. boobs. They're amazing. <gasps> <gasps> yeah, they're lovely. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. These. My so preengy
4: head is much more like an arse than tip. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: bum artist. Or like a pelvis. <laughs> like like <laughs>
4: pelvis.
5: Stop objectifying preengy, please. I love them Oh, <laughs> 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 uh,
1: anyway. I, I,
2: I think, I like, I think that's
1: pretty much my biggest issue. I, so is I, I, I lost this job
2: i just don't
5: like this i just i don't know, you know I, I, don't... I, I love how he manages situations i love how he uh he doesn't he doesn't get angry when he does get angry you know it but he does it all calmly whatever you do i mean it's it's a good manager situation in terms of they've got a situation where their backs against the wall and he's not losing his head so nobody else is losing his head around him so i think you need it to be chill
0: yeah. it's interesting
2: because he's a very attractive man like <laughs> I, 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 objectively like you know i said yeah yes absolutely
3: when i um, but... first saw cisco back in the 90s when, when this was being shown the the way he was portrayed and the way he came across the way Avery brooks played it right it just did not gel because he was slow talking seemed so measured in what he was and he seemed to be thinking about what he says now watching it again I think this is a great portrayal because he's there assessing everything he's there he's made his decision about quark early on and he needs him on his side so he's going to use he's going to use nog against him uh he's uh the the decision when gold cat comes on right he's, he's there making that sort of decision uh to use odo uh because again that's his decision to be able to use odo to be able to get onto the the Kardashian ship these are all decisions that he's taken i think a measured decision uh, mm. to be able to uh, put things into place, which will benefit him and his spy, uh, spy station he, he, later he's on. Been
1: dro- he's he's being dropped into a very dire situation. This a uh, dire um, situation space. that he doesn't want. Yeah, and he and, and he doesn't want, and he manages it like you say, so brilliantly. And it, and he and when I watched it again today, he has the, he does have the feel of an emissary. He does have the feel of this calm, collected person, even when you know the, the you know he's he's proper against it. I think he's awesome, Cisco, and I love Avery Brooks. But I think he's cool as fuck. Um, Andrew, you've I been. I he
2: looks incredibly. Young.
1: It, yeah, in his little run on the beach. Yeah.
5: Yes. Tight,
1: Tighty whiteies. I'm
5: just Andrea. waiting for
1: Andrew's part in
5: this to come. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've,
5: I've, I've written down Andrew's gonna have. Uh, Andrew's gonna bring up Cisco's speedos. That's what I've written.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm not now, just to spite me.
2: If it makes you feel better, I do have a comment about 24th century beachwear.
1: Oh, it was looks very much a like 20. 90s
2: beachwear. <laughs>
1: it was, yeah, that's you enough. Know. Andre, you've been quiet because of us arguing about stuff, so give us some thoughts
4: the more I think about it is very much PNG's a sort of product of the late 80s it's very much it's a 90s product isn't it and you've got to kind of take it as such Um, just it smacks us in the face straight away that it hasn't been remastered um, and visually it really shows having just sort of watched that sort of cleaned up like next generation the gap looks massive It, it looks like an older show and I think it especially on a sort of a HD TV or a sort of 4K TV, I think it, it genuinely deserves a sort of clean up. Um, you know, sorry, Andrew.
3: At. You you you've got laser discs. Did you say you've laser discs? <laughs> Not yeah. Laser discs. Shut, laser up, yeah. Shut up. Shut up. That was mispronouncing. Laser discs. Now, when they go around doing laser discs, do they laser go around upgrading the uh, the quality of the picture to make it the best? Because, yeah
4: when things came out on Laserdisc it was probably as good as DVD or slightly better right. um, so it was probably the best kind of quality that you That's... could buy at the time
3: all oh, right because I uh, know these have come out as Laserdisc back in the past right yeah. so if they use if they used used Laserdisc maybe the quality on the Netflix right, would have been better than what we've been watching uh, because, uh, as as Andrea says, the quality is absolutely dire. There, you could, there's the whole scene where Sisko is trying to get his wife out from underneath all the wreckage, and then a bit later on where all the, these Phantom characters all turn up trying to uh, say that he hasn't moved on, and you've got the flickering flames in the background. It just blurred everything together, and it just looked really, really crap
1: on a big telly, I, I mean, it would be amazing if they if the did... Dead... To do this. I, I, funny enough, I was on um, Spotlight podcast uh, last weekend, it's You know,
3: you call me a podcast whore, and you <laughs> seem to be on every single podcast going. People
1: just ask me, sucker I can't no, help I
3: it. It's because sure. my beard. And you but say because, yes
1: because my beard's nearing your greatness. That's why. So I'm replacing you with not, 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 not even better. I don't know. Not close. Not even even nowhere near. But I'm they dead interviewed. Jealous. They, they, look they look. interviewed the dude who uh, was responsible for restoring TNG uh, in all its forms, and I, uh, we had a bit of a chat about it. And like we said, it's it, the, 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 unfortunately the money wasn't there. You know, they didn't sell enough units, which is a goddamn shame. Uh, and you can't go back and buy them now because they don't produce them anymore. Um, but I just really wish, like I got all TNG, and it was, you know, on the Blu-rays. It is awesome. And I just really wish it had taken off for them to do that because it would look incredible DS9 if they did do that like it gets better obviously
2: I find that you know as technology improves and the cost of doing some of these things changes we may see we may see some stuff in the future maybe
4: if we're lucky I don't, I don't even think the need to redo effects I just think like if you, you when you're looking at it it looks it's like watching like standard definition and I just they just need upscaling. I don't think they necessarily need to go and do the full job where they're kind of redo effects. But I think it really showed in that scene on the Enterprise because <clears throat> having sort of just watched that, like having been cleaned up and sort of upscaled, it just looked all so like just the picture quality was really poor. And I think it's such a shame. Um, and i do drop off switches in there, because I think the thing with American TV as well is they were very late to adopt sort of widescreen and, and high, uh, higher definition, so I suspect it goes on for longer than it would have if it was sort of for for British broadcast.
1: It, 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 like I say, it does get better, you know, the quality of it, you know, later on. But what I did love at the beginning was the direction, the whole, like, like the way it was just cut and really like all over the place. I really thought the direction at the beginning, irrelevant of obviously the the effects or the look of it, the direction was lovely, just great at the beginning. You proper felt in the action. It was all over the place. I thought it was great that. I thought there was too much beige on the promenade. <laughs> too
5: much beige. Everyone was beige. beige. Why is why why is it like TNG suffered from this as well? Like they just assume everybody's wearing brown in the <laughs> wheelchair. There isn't a lot on? of brown
4: clothing, I think.
5: Yeah, it's a little bit... You either get your big your big bright colours of Starfleet or you get done, done well, stuff.
4: Presumably
2: that was partly to do with making sure your principal characters pop on screen.
1: Um, even o- Odo wore brown, didn't he, as well? And quack. Well like a sort of greeny brown stuff, didn't he?
5: Always, I, I always thought that Odo's footwear was fucking awful. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> they
2: look like little welly boots.
1: He's got, like, no ex- he's, uh, got, he's got no excuse, he can sh- he can sh- like shift them, can't he, to another sort of boot He, could, he could have
2: eight inch stilettos if he wanted, that would be a look That would um, be a <laughs> look It would be a look, it would be nothing else um, say, Oh, the promenade I found really interesting because it is an absolute state when they get there, and then it's sort of fixed, and then it's an absolute state again and then by the end of the episode it's perfect yeah.
5: um, Time's passed.
2: But, but like not so much time. Like it, it feels like these scenes follow on quite closely from what's just happened. It's in, fact, like in the scheme of problems, it's not a massive one, but it is that classic Star Trek. We're going to wreck something and then miraculously fix it because it's quite useful. And obviously I know that DS9 is an ongoing thing that they manage.
1: Um, well, I think, I mean, just for me, for DS9, it's the interaction of the different races of character... So I love the particularly I love in this one Jake and Nog, species fact, not race. Species, sorry, yeah, species. John um, is the fact that the the human, human or whatever, and um, Ferengi should never be mates, and all this, and it's looked frowned upon by mm. everyone really because they just think Nog's going to be horrible from you know day one. Eventually becomes you know he, he joins the Starfleet, which is awesome, and he has quite a fascinating journey. But I love the fact that, the, that how they deal with that on DS9, this integration of different um, species. Species? I got it right then, didn't I, John? Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I, and I thought it was just a nice little thing. It, but it probably annoyed me at the time because just daft kids fucking around and that. But I really picked up on it this time. And I think that's that's a massive testament to DS9 as a show. And I th- and, and and with Star Trek, that's what it sort of... That's his message, isn't it? Everyone gets on and it's all... And, uh, this is uh, it- I guess I do suffer with the the fact that a lot of the
5: species are very kind of one dimensional. The Cardassians are all like that. The Ferengi are all like that, with very few exceptions. But well, the exceptions are brilliant. No, but, have- yeah, but there should, I think there should be more more exceptions rather than fewer.
0: Yeah.
2: And to be fair, like in the main cast, there there are a number of exceptions. So like, um, uh, Garak is an exception to the Cardassian rule. So mm. well he is Trixie. he's not outright evil he's awesome garrick garrick is an excellent character i love him he's yeah. fat um and like between within quark's stable of ferengi like you get nog and you also get um uh
3: rob
2: rob there we go i can probably just call him ron um and all three of them have quite distinct characters
4: ron's like he's like thick as shit though is he bless him I mean he doesn't know what day of the
5: week it is That but, kid. but Rob's lovely like Rob, he's, Rob, 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 Rob. He's, he's a caricature himself.
0: Himself he's, he's a total whiz he's total whiz by the end so yeah, yeah.
5: He's, got, yeah he's got his the, talents have
3: not he the, yeah the background to this as well remember TNG was uh, a th- a thing that was created by Gene Roddenberry where people got were always going to get, get along there was hardly much conflict between the main characters now when DS9 was being pitched they did say they wanted some conflict between the characters because it just becomes samey and you yeah. just don't have that much uh, scope for more drama but with the the, the conflict between the Bajorans the Cardassians uh, Odo trying to find out what what uh, sort of species he's, what he was and then you got all the thing that was happening with Cisco, and there was conflict there and that created for more drama and that was the whole thing with DS9 was to be not just having a universe, uh, a, a star fleet, basically, where everybody got along. This was a small space station where everybody did, most of the time got along, but there was well, going to be that,
1: the odd conflict was, here. That was a fl- that was a frustration as as you know, people like Michael Platt and Rick Ber- Ber- Berman got more power. Yeah. You know, in the Star Trek universe, the frustration of again being frustrated by Gene Roddenberry. You know, because of his anyway. um it didn't cuz cuz it cuz they it had to have conflict it had to have that to make it entertaining it's it, it was designed to be like a space opera you know a soap opera kind of feel and it was character conflict and that's what mm. ds9 is based on until about season 5 and they sort of go so, out a bit more on the defy and it becomes a bit more star trekky if you like so fundamentally um,
2: this comes up like in the in credits so I love the music, the music is excellent, I like the fact that it's quite different from TNG, they're clearly doing a different thing, but even the opening credits, like how you make a beautiful and interesting credit run when you're not passing by anomalies Mm. and doing interesting things because you're just kind of sat there because you're a space station, is it like, and I've never really thought about it until I was watching it this time, but there is an intrinsic challenge there, and I, I think DS9 does it incredibly well. But I can understand the concerns and apprehensions that some Star Trek fans might have had when they went out and said, Oh, we're going to do a station, because you have removed a lot of the classic standard episodes or the options for the classic standard episodes. Like, you can't do, like, everybody goes down to a planet, or people go down to a planet and this thing happens, or Somebody there's another, like or like there are less of those that are.
1: Which which is why which is why people you know, not not necessarily hate it, but it, it's like like it's like it's my favourite series of Star Trek because of that difference and the conflict. Oh, in the characters. and I think
2: it's very well considered now, but I'm sure as with all Star th- Trek seasons, when the when it launches, yeah. a lot of fans are like. Bah, 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 bah. I,
5: I think if, well, you, if we've yeah. seen that highlighted recently, haven't we?
2: I can't think what you're possibly talking
5: about. John. Do you know what? I'd heard during the week that Kurtzman had been sacked. Again. <laughs> again? Has he been sacked and again? The, and season four's
1: been cancelled. Um,
0: oh. That's uh, oh, for fuck's sake!
1: I was going to say. So the so the premise of this obviously is that Starfleet take over the space station with the, which the Cardassians have had for the last 50 years, and been the horrible, you know, to the Pardurans. And, and <laughs> <it's> <laughs> okay. I know that
2: Picard pronounces Bajor in a slightly different fashion to lots of other people, but I have oh. never
1: heard them called the Bajoran. Bajorans innit? Bajorans. Bajorans. It's my accent, sorry. No, it's, I think It's not. You can't blame your idiocy on an accent, Bob. <laughs> yeah. No, it's I, think it, I think it's really offensive <laughs> when people take the piss out of people's accents, Lindsay. Um, so anyway
2: yeah yeah talk about that well, yeah, we'll talk, talk about, about Proctor Who and your
1: <laughs> um, but you've got that well, that's we'll a very what well, very, anyway very simple premise and it's the what, what the beauty of DS9 is it's the wormhole not necessarily the plot about these you know these people and the linear time people and all that and obviously that is a bigger butthole in the sky the butthole in the sky is you know because it just opens up everything (laughs) 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 thanks for saying that one up John Um, (laughs) but it does it it opens up a whole new world um, a whole new quadrant if you like Uh, and that's what makes it fascinating because you have all these just loads of different characters that we've not seen before in the general series but I do love the emissary part of um of cisco's journey and the fact it is healing for him as well because it's again it's it's a bit like with q trying to prove humanity out load of bastards and trying to explain to non-linear uh, entities how it works and the find he's caught in that moment where his wife is dead and it gives him some kind of what's some word like some kind of
0: closure.
1: catharsis yeah catharsis or closure on um, on that thing in his life and then it's nice when he goes back and sees picard uh, I mean, and it just carries, carries on from there. I think that
5: the the whole idea of there being people that live outside of reality, that using the wormhole we pass them, kind of, and they're just there, and they've yeah. got no concept of us, and we've got no concept of them. Yeah. That's really interesting. It's quite quite a, quite a well-known sci-fi trope, but I think they deal with it well. And the fact that the, the one of them is like almost a religion uh,
1: on on Bajor, Bj or Baju, so, whatever the way it's, that is. It's, it's one of them things, isn't it? You know, this the, it, this entity or whatever it is, it's a it's a higher power to everything else, isn't it? The fact that they can see everything instantaneously. Well,
0: so, I'll be
4: honest, kind, that Vaseline smeared kind of
0: yeah.
4: like, park, <laughs> and, and we're like playing baseball, and what is time? I, I I found that quite like
5: hard work that section. Okay, there. I'm glad
2: yeah. i not the only one who struggled. No, so no, I, I did
5: as well. I yeah. struggle too.
2: Like, and I think the problem is that the premise of it is totally sound. Like, I, I, I think what they're trying to do there is actually quite interesting. I think they just take too long about
5: it. Yeah. It, it frustrated me, like, because they're saying, well, obviously, clearly the aliens don't understand linear time. And the way that Cisco is explaining it is like, no, just say the words that will get it resolved. You can probably tell them what it is in a really decent way. Within a couple of sentences, you do not want to start talk. Talking about fucking love and but
1: it, yeah, oh. but it's, a, it's about his journey, isn't it? That's the thing of it. Oh, well, whether it, you like it,
5: you is, it is, or not, the practicalities are that you could have just told them. You could have been a lot more succinct about what linear time was it and how it, and the whole idea of consequence and causing Cause He
3: He's found him in a, himself in a place where he can revisit his past, uh, so he's probably decided he's going to utilize that experience to be able to explain things to these uh, alien creatures. So maybe that's why he's taking his time so he's got more time with Jennifer more time with young Jake maybe more time on whatever yeah. the, the the space station ship was that got destroyed
4: i think the right. issue with that was though he'd obviously like carried this around and hadn't moved on at all that time and then he kind of, he goes into the, the Vaseline-smeared kind of baseball world and has a little chat about what time is with someone who looks like his wife but isn't his wife. And then we're meant to think, oh, he's all fixed now, so the series can start and he's not going to have all of this baggage. And I don't know, because I don't know that the rest of it well enough. I don't. Is that going to be something that's repeated? Or is uh, it like, yeah, much, yeah, he's dealt with it now. Yeah. Well, no, it's... it's well, not. I'm, not, it no.
1: carries on for all of it. <laughs> yeah, it's... So it's, 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 it's it's constantly to do with him being the emissary because if he didn't get that status or he didn't go down that journey it would not have been beneficial to him but it would have you know be, be, bejua would have been uh, like absolutely fucking fucked it'd have been a civil war wouldn't it and that's that's what brings it all together is this whole concept um which so here, here
2: is i think where i struggle with cisco's character because he is the embodiment of what captains in star trek traditionally are which is that they are the linchpin and the savior. I like one of the reasons that I like Voyager is that Janeway is fallible and gets it wrong and is shown to be human, and like that's true of Picard and lots of people too. But I think it really struck me with Voyager, um, and and Cisco is as well. But because he is the emissary, it is this level of deification. That I just he's, find slightly
1: odd, like particularly. He's OP, okay, isn't he? He's overpowered, in this. What but he's, 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 but he doesn't. He, he never uses it for anything, and it, and it's not necessarily a power. It's a power over. He doesn't want it now, does he? And that's yeah. the other thing as well. He he doesn't he want it. it, and he and he wants to use it to, yeah. to make everything better. You know, that's the whole point of him being there, and that's that's his device. So he's does a benevolent he god.
2: Like the, the the thing is, like it it's yeah. It just it all rings like I I find the. The, the religious elements of this are quite interesting I just I find it quite challenging that the, the the commander the the captain equivalent in this series is is given this mantle of like
5: yeah it's, he's also he's also he's a captain but he's also got the equivalency of a po- a papacy isn't he really
2: yeah and it uh, just makes me it's just like, a little bit
5: much you And I would that. quite
2: like starfleet to like have a little chat amongst themselves and be like, this is clearly a bit weird i don't know that we're very comfortable with this
5: it maybe we should right, put like somebody like...
0: else in charge yeah. it, it,
5: it turns out that they can't though
3: uh, but well, why, why do you think the, the creatures chose him instead of uh, dax because they both went at the same time both seem to be experiencing the same sort of thing
5: he'd already been chosen before he'd been chosen yes by orb. That, yeah, he'd that, been chosen by this this orb that is not orb shaped annoyingly but,
2: Dax also has an experience with
5: the orb. Yeah.
2: Very true. Very true, Donna. No, it. It's not orb tripped It's a uh, device. But, but, but she also has an experience with it.
5: Well, the reason the reason for you, to answer your question, Sookie, is you'll find out at the end of the season. I've, yeah, I've, I've actually read what
3: happened. I, I so know
5: exactly. That's that's the reason why because it's yeah. it's predestination bullshit and uh you know.
2: Well, and look, you can kind of argue predestination when you're dealing with a character who lives outside time. But the know
4: i just it, it 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 just all feels
5: a little it's... odd yeah it I is it I've, is I've always have...
4: that kind of that sort of mystical element I, I think that's kind of what put me off deep space yeah. nine because i'm really enjoying it at the minute but it does feel quite grounded and i kind of is it going to go in this airy fairy sort of direction oh, it, the thing it.
1: Is it, it, it takes it to the it takes it to the other side of religion if you like the, the the bad side you know the power you know like the, the power of religion and what it can do for the for evil Um, and that kind of makes it a bit more and, and fascinating well, and, and but also, it's not about religion really it's
2: about
1: power well no faith or, no, but it, faith but it is, or whatever it, it is it is a, it also about that I
5: mean there's, there's an entire uh, the aspect of this that is all faith based and and, it's, and kind of emphasised that And it, but it, it makes it true which sounds a little bit like the fantasy of some Christian author who's been part of, been writing this or part of this, or just wants to justify religion in a little bit of a way, as if all their religious questions are actually answered, even though it's not actually a God thing; it's just aliens. So, so it's
2: interesting because obviously I, I come at this from a position of faith, and I I find I I almost find it. The relationship that Cisco has with the Bajorans I find not deceitful, but the whole thing just seems I am sorry, I'm struggling to to, to to phrase this in a kind of useful fashion. And I understand oh, take that they are time. Go
5: on, take, <laughs> take ah, Thanks, John. Okay.
2: Thanks, John. Um, no, I understand that the Bajorans are aware of the fact that starfleet might describe them as wormhole aliens but like they still refer to it all as the prophets and there's this duplicity and this that lies between the the respect for the prophets versus the attitude that they are simply a uh, 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 another species who experience things differently and whether yeah, the,
5: the whole thing does. It's,
2: it's interesting, it's, and, I, I, and I'm and i not in any way saying why I, I don't enjoy ds but
5: particularly with Cisco, it all just makes me a little uncomfortable. For a, for a, a species that doesn't have any sort of sophistication, as no, um, they're not technologically advanced. Imagine if somebody technologically advanced turned up. Simplicity's sake, they would look at them as gods, and they might well teach them that. Well, that's happened all throughout history. I think this it's is not another a, situation. But this is a situation where technology can't help disprove it either. Uh, another situation where faith is, like, the key part of it. It's the whole idea of faith is that you, you don't have to justify it nor prove it. And you yeah. certainly don't have to and understand
2: everything. That, can. I think, is, is, is key. So I, su- I suppose maybe it's just me personally. Um, I find that juxtaposition between... Like, I, I, I struggle to see how the Bajorans and Starfleet exist as comfortably as they do for as long as they do when there is this absolutely fundamental difference about how they're describing something that is that is so
5: general, fundamental to, to the generally Starfleet ignore it, don't they really? So you know that Yeah do
3: you know within Starfleet itself is religion mentioned as well with, different with, religions no, with,
2: mentioned
1: or what? no with, so star, in Starfleet really all religions gone. So money's gone, religion's gone, it's the things it's, that so yeah,
2: when you Starfleet, you mean within our, well, within
1: the
2: human
1: not. population? Because yeah. there is yeah. the Vulcans it's have not. faith. It's well, not. It's not gone. It, it's just not folk front and fore. No, it's yeah. it's frowned upon as being a basic, like basic, basic thing. Because it's, I think what they what the what the the point of Star Trek is and things like that is that is looking back at humans and their development over over time, and the reason why humans or Homo sapiens have become powerful is by um, a constant belief of fiction whether whether you believe it or not in faith and things like that people were brought together by religion to do something Um, and you know most of the time it was to to cause mass wars and killings and things like that but that's what they did it on the basis of if you see what i mean the same with money money corrupts money is a fiction as well and that's what star trek is trying to sort of say is that all these things you take them away money causes war and unhappiness you know religion has caused war and unhappiness uh, you know these Bob, fundamental that's things very, that's a very one sided
5: look at it religion hasn't caused
1: exclusively bad things
5: and the religion no no, no. Religion I'm not I'm,
1: John, I'm not, I'm not by saying by the way that. by the way sapiens is available in all good bookstores. as Bob, it clearly, but, it, clearly but, it, but clearly it's going down that route <laughs> well no but that that no but that's that's what i'm saying is that's what star trek has brought itself above but,
2: the, but i think Did we this? have to be careful because fundamentally when you get into that argument it's very easy to prove that the and braid. there is no money falls down quite quickly in terms of like there are various things that happen yeah in
0: Star Trek, it's like,
2: but like it's just not that simple it's just not yeah. that simple and that's and I why
5: think, that's why they have to develop i mean it's basically just it's like an official central starfleet idea that there is no money but the rest of the fucking universe is ignoring them
2: yeah which is pretty, pretty much itself. like money just credits instead
5: yeah that's what money is
2: it's yeah, precisely like, it, it, like I, th- I think and I, I think argue, like Star Trek often does not address religion I think is an easier way of putting it than saying that there is I'm, no religion in Star Trek it, I'm it, just saying
3: because it it we've we all watched the first
5: episode
3: yeah. yeah, yeah, we watched the first episode of Lower Decks and I have tweeted there was a Sikh, Sikh chap there in was a right, and there was a by well, looks of like a lady wearing a hijab on there as well so if religion has been phased out, what are these two people doing?
2: And is it cultural? Like, and that I think is another important question because the
3: a Sikh the Sikh has to wear a turban.
2: Well, but, but head,
3: head covering. But, same with some some aspects of Muslim, mus uh, the Islam. They do like yeah, yeah. to cover their heads.
2: But there is also a difference between things that are culturally oracle but are still adhered to and things that are all an act of religious practice. Um, and it's uh, possible uh, it's possible in theory that somebody who would not consider themselves to be Christian would still cross themselves when something bad happens or um, that somebody who does not consider themselves to be Muslim might cho- still choose to wear hijab because that is culturally what is deemed to be appropriate outside of, of the religious consequences. Um, so, uh, uh, theoretically,
4: but yeah, I, I would argue that I think it's not as simple as that. Can I just okay. say, shit got deep, and I'm holding <laughs> the viewers responsible, because if you'd all voted for some Rosa, we'd be talking about-
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: We would,
2: and, and Bob would have got to get
1: out his dodgy Scottish accent again. How dare you. How dare you. How dare you uh, insult my heritage. Um. Right, I'm gonna go quick like, fight I'm now. More of it than you. That that I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah. go quick fight. Andrea. Can we talk it? about O'Brien?
4: Right? Because he got his I thought his send-off was a bit shit to be honest. Just like Picard, like, yeah, bye, get on the transporter, like, where was all his mates at? No one's no, I, I thought
3: I liked that. Sorry, Andrea, I did like that his uh, send-off Lokey, at least he was. had one like no, you right. It right
2: it's clearly actor availability related because he got he walked onto the bridge and there was nobody
0: there we knew. <laughs>
4: So, yeah, I felt a bit like, it was just like, yeah, fuck off, thanks a lot. But also, he moved a space station, like some kind of fucking wizard, right? Like, against, yeah. like, in, like, a time that couldn't be done, like, this is impossible. He just, like, totally did it, like, Scotty-style or, like, Geordie-style. And he's, like, Johnny One Star at McDonald's. Like, why has he never been promoted? It's, like, it's deeply unfair. Like, like he's he, been he, overlooked at work.
0: He's an unenlisted
2: officer. Like, he's not, sorry, I'm... Um, a commissioned he's, a, he's, he's a non-commissioned officer. But like the whole point is that he is not one of the officer class. He like, uh, that,
4: it so he's like. What? It, it doesn't seem fair on the bloke at all. Like yeah. he, his
3: talent's being hidden. That bit about moving the space stations He they they say he's made the spaceship uh, space station lighter. How do you make a space station lighter in
4: zero gravity? that How do you, I that? Okay. How'd you make
5: a space station lighter? <laughs>
2: Well, if there's,
5: if there's zero gravity, it has no weight anyway, doesn't yeah,
4: it? Yeah, that's what I you mean. so. excellent
5: point. No, but it has mass. How do you remove the mass? That's what you're trying to imply.
4: Chuck the fat birds out.
5: Yes, basically that's it. <laughs> Did you see any
4: fat
3: birds out? There was none.
5: <laughs> no, because
4: they were oh, all been chucked. Oh, guys. So how about the fat leaves? That's you could,
2: harsh. You could, you, a... could, you, could, you could chuck off the fat blocks as well, that's all I'm saying. Never I never want to get rid of.
4: That was my first <laughs> time <this>
1: galactic
4: leader. <laughs> uh, Andrea.
1: And Andrea. P- <laughs> Much left of the tank. Much left of the tank,
4: Andrea. Um I've re- I really like Cardassians because they're proper dry sarcastic bastards. Um I, I think they they're a, a buddy who kind of deserved a bit more time. Um and I'm pleased that they got it. Um let's see. Um I'm, I'm avoiding anything sensible I think this has been yes. I was completely tickled and amused by Quark being nominated as community leader <laughs> anyone on Twitter who follows Tell the Trekkie will understand why that has extra significance um, he was identified as a community leader by um, certain elements of fandom shall we say um, drop him a follow if you don't um, I think that's all of my nonsensical comments
0: exhausted
4: oh. i still have haven't any...
1: mentioned i still haven't mentioned 80s beachwear either no did that tight <laughs> night cheese uh, i win that, <laughs> by the vaseline was on the lens
4: for those
1: yeah, yeah. Sure yeah. Not was, <laughs> yeah there was a, 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 a surplus amount of vaseline from uh, getting cisco into his shorts um it's okay have you got much left i've only got a couple of things it was
3: lovely seeing this character of mourn that yes. Doing yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and uh, you know, you guys have just done that interview with uh, Dominic character Purcell, yeah. right? And uh, Purcell, like, and uh, you know, this is be like Burgess, uh, Burgess, Burgess, right? And uh, he's like uh, an os, awesome, a sort of cousin species to the to the character that he played, and I like the fact that Cisco managed to negotiate a treaty with these wormhole pe- people within about <laughs> two or three minutes, right? Not, uh, t- no time. No time time there. Is it? Oh Did yeah, you, yeah, yeah. There's no time. Oh,
2: that's a fundamental point you might have missed there.
3: Yes, well, that that's the end of my notes Lovely, Lindsay.
2: Um, yeah, I, I also enjoy seeing Miles back. I loved that little goodbye with uh, Pardon Brian. Um, he does get himself into trouble, um, by saying things like, "Have you ever worked with a Bajoran
1: woman?" As though that right. somehow means something, because apparently all bajoran women are the same. Um, it's, yeah, but to be fair, it's very similar. To, I, I know this sounds a bit daft. But I, I do. I work work with a lot of European people. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and e, like even we like <laughs> about to become uh, that. No, doesn't make it
2: right, Bob even,
1: right. Even even my little Spanish friend, she's awesome, but she agrees that most Spanish women are feisty, and the men are very boy like. That that's their sort. Bajoran, of trope that trope. Maybe culturally, uh, in in the eyes of
5: somebody who's not been raised on Bajor, maybe culturally Bajoran women are like that. It yeah. can be so that the majority of people are like a certain thing. Tro- yeah. uh, these uh, what the, what's the word? It's not tropes. It's cliches. Not it's not that. Yeah. But you know, these things I are so, cliches for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose yeah. the, the generalisation is, is, is a natural is that, way of doing things. Yeah. If you think about
4: O'Brien's experience of working with Bajoran women, it's Roy Lauren yeah. who I think originally Savage as
1: well. I
4: think originally that that part was written for her and Michelle Forbes didn't want to do the show, so they kind of wrote a new female Bajoran character, but they did originally envisage her being kind of sitting in that role. Uh, so his experience is a pretty I mean she was a pretty no nonsense kind of woman so it was at least rooted in his life experience is but it, Star it, Trek it, is bad for like kind of all species yeah. are the same it, it, it is quite is bad, bad. bad to be fair but
2: um, so anyway I thought that was meh um, Nog's misdemeanor <sighs> like I kind of feel like Nog is being used quite spectacularly here like I totally see where was yeah. coming from and he's entirely right to like do a thing to to save the promenade, but I don't feel like Nog's best interests were at heart.
3: <laughs> you, you got with that scene there. His accomplice throws Summit straight at uh, uh, Odo's head. Now if Odo hadn't been a shapeshifter and he'd been any other person, that yeah, thing would have killed dead. him. Right, Absolutely. so there is a tent there. So if Sisko wants to use Nog, yeah. all right, because he's the accomplice. Yeah.
1: And also, and also about really
4: all, all, of benefits. I all really benefits. kind of picked so, up on that element of nod because obviously, when I watched this first time round, like I saw him as sort of almost like the, these are my peers aboard the sort of the space station, and like I look at it now and I think, God, I basically like I teach. Like little versions of Nog that's like what I do for a living um, and I, I see him through very different eyes um, I, was, I was sitting there thinking about progress. Nog as sort of a product of his environment and stuff and I was like god I've changed um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
1: it's, so, it's, but it's cool though what I like about this sort of resolution or this this whole development is that Aussie um, Miles, Miles and his wife his pregnant wife um, you know, they, 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 she's seen all these issues, but then it turns out that when she's trying to put a school in place for, for all the different, you know, the different species of, of, of people or children. And I, I just love that little bit where she goes, I know how to do this, I'm going to do that. And it gives her a purpose rather than, you know, she's she's she'd had to give up her career to, to a degree. And now she's got this whole thing, which is going to be excellent for her and for the children upon aboard DS9. I like Yeah,
2: I, I I don't disagree with that at all. Like I think I think um, key, key, uh, involvement in the school is, is not a bad thing, but I don't think it negates the fact that basically they've gone. I don't really care what happens to this law-breaking young man because I need his uncle to do a thing
4: I think he kind of knew Quark was come do, round to his yeah. way I think it was it was a bit of a double bluff, I think.
2: Oh uh, yes, yeah. but they don't actually address Nog breaking the law, do they? Because oh. he just goes about his business.
5: Well, he's, he's been sent, he's been kind of put under quark supervision on that. But yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. He does kind of, uh, he's, he's given the benefit of the doubt, I yeah. would say.
2: Um, the weird ear thing, uh, Pa, what is with that? It's kind of weird. And uh, people's ears being groped makes me yeah. uncomfortable.
5: Possibly Stop. because I know how <laughs> well, Ferengi feel about choice that. Choice of word says a lot there. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, I'm with you well, then. Well, Lindsay. Well, if, if,
2: if he was a Ferengi, that would be a, like a sexual experience. So like was it's he? weird. Was
5: he? Was he? Yeah. No, he wasn't. Yes, um. I know,
2: but like I just I don't like people like groping with not... other people's mate without
1: permission. <laughs> <Jesus>. Yeah, <laughs> here we go. We're not we're not going down rape gate again. No. No, I
2: just I like it. It's just weird. It's just weird. <sighs> um and also I'm, i have a horrible feeling that it doesn't happen all that often after this point it's just like one of those weird things um bashir is both my favorite and also awful he is really very awful he gets better i think but uh, in this
0: he's episode
4: awesome. he, he gets is a lot better. he's just yeah. i really want him to get his leg over at some point because like i just feel like he's so like desperate like he must be like quark's best customer because he's just like Anything with a pulse, I think, to be honest, he's just like such a like eager little puppy. I mean, he, he needs to get some at some point, surely. I thought... Oh, that, I, I,
0: I, think, I, I don't
1: thought think he does, that he, actually. No, I don't I think thought he, thought does. he does, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, girl, have you got much left, wow. left? Yeah, no, no,
2: yeah, one or two minutes. But I just want to say he's like an unsuccessful Captain Jack. Like, it's it's just slightly sad. <laughs> um. <laughs>
4: Captain Jack shagged everything and Julian wants to shag everything.
2: Yeah. yeah, but he doesn't manage. He, it's not everything, it gets nowhere, whereas Jack, everybody seems to respond to <laughs> uh, Right, can we have a conversation about the crazy surgeon get-up that we see when Dax is getting symbi- uh, symbiote? Uh, um, it's the same stuff that we see in the TNG with like the crazy red outfits and the red rubber gloves. Um, and I just don't really understand it. And I would like to note that, as far as I'm aware, the doctor at Voyager never feels the need to put on this crazy garb in order to perform any kind of surgery. Um, the Cardassians
4: are excellent bad guys.
5: That's very much uh, that's very much a Lindsay comment, in not it? I don't think any of us common, <laughs> com- <laughs> do I have got much to to that one.
4: I'm <laughs> going to be honest, like, I wouldn't like want that creepy fucking worm thing shoved in me. No way. Like, Dax, I mean, it's yeah. like it's a king too it's, far, even for me to be quite is sure. i you, like, you, you for <laughs> It's not happening. Like, it's like something that would be a popular video in parts of Japan, I think.
1: Oh, no. Oh. Um, yeah, what I was going to say was the is guy. It another bomb in the category. Is that what it is? <laughs> 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 right. I was going to say the guy on the bench uh, who's, who's getting the the, the, the creepy worms um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He lo- yeah, He looks like either the guy in Twin Dilemma, the old dude in Twin Dilemma, I can't remember his name, or the angry pants man in The Vengeance of Varus on uh, of Doctor Who. That's what he reminded me of. Anyway, I'm that's completely irrelevant. That, yeah, I can, I can actually see that. Yeah. Anyway, completely irrelevant to this conversation. <laughs> Carry <laughs> I'm on, just in, gonna move on if
2: The volume of Odo, like, is, if from recollection, this is something I kind of struggle with all the way through DS9. Like, the physical volume Odo. Is made of seems to change quite readily. Oh, How the much old is there? Or, like, oh, but when he turns the... to liquid, like when he turns to his natural state, he does not always seem to be the same size.
5: He's in a bucket. Yeah, it's like. Uh, i like, in a bucket. It's, I've got, got bucket. two. I've got. I've got two head cannons for that one. It's okay. either he. He can change his density. Which or, is
0: possible.
5: Oh yeah, part of him exists in other dimensions when he changes oh, oh, oh. shape.
2: I like it. That's exciting. I like both of those. I will take. Possibly pure hair,
5: Kevin. Pure hair.
2: Um, I love the fact that so many plots are seeded in this episode. With, like Odo chatting about the fact that he was found in uh, near uh, the norois Belt and he doesn't know anything about his people, which obviously we come back to at later date. Um, there is a bajoran with like the most awful Foundation tideline in the last scene at the promenade. Like, it is (laughs) shocking. (laughs) He's just walking across the background, but I couldn't miss it. There's, like, this foundation, like, right along his jaw. It's grim. Um, So Jane Quay appears at the end and is super glad to see his dad, but at what point did anybody tell him what was happening and who was looking after him? He's disappeared for quite a lot of this episode. Just saying. Um...
5: It's a fucking TV show, they're not gonna show everything, are they? No, I know. you so a like, big boy, you don't need a, a big boy. Yeah. yeah. Mean, this like,
0: is like,
5: a big boy. You remember the segment of him paying like 20 minutes of him playing fucking video games? Oh, <laughs> shit.
2: No, but I just imagine, like, if you were sitting alone in your scabby quarters because your dad had told you to stay there, and then all of a sudden the station
1: started. What I did love about that scene you've got a fucking cushion, what more do you want, you your little shit? Yeah. <laughs> Um have oh, much more I... left
5: Linz? Much more left? No, no, I think that's about it. Um... John Um, I do like when Odo insults Quark by saying he's all the character references of a politician. I thought that was very fucking cutting.
0: Yeah.
5: Um and Cisco on the beach did a Michael Jackson impression at one point, I saw. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Ow. Um <laughs> <laughs> It's true, isn't it? Yes. Um, did anybody else
2: and... feel like the, the...
5: The, there was a. It felt very dubbed when they were on the beach. Oh yeah, yeah. It yeah. looked like it was windier than it yeah, than we were hearing. It. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It just like it felt like he'd recorded it in a sound
5: booth, which he probably yeah. had. Oh, yep. and uh, what was the other one I've got to do? Yeah, when the Enterprise leaves, we get a lovely little crossover theme between the. And uh, yes. that switches over to DS Nine and kind of like a handover in action musically as well. So that was really nice. As I say, we get to see, uh, we get to be everybody, and we get to pretty much know their motivations, which is all you need for a character to set them off on a series. Um, And I think that's pretty much fucking it.
1: Lovely. Well, I think I've had my bit as well. So let's put some lights on this. How many lights, you see? Four lights. I asked how many lights you see. Lights out of five, people. Let's get some lights on it. I'm gonna to come to you first, sucky. Yes. Well, I, as it says, I
3: did enjoy it. I think it's the best of the pilots that we've reviewed so far. I can't remember. I think i reviewed put about seven, seven for these, but I'm gonna go a bit high with this. And it's eight because
5: I've.
1: It's um, quite. Out of lights out of five. Lights out of oh, five. Lights out of five. Yeah. Well, oh, I've done that, mate. I've done that.
5: Yeah, I've done that. Four then. Four out of five. Mm-hmm. Four lights out of five. Yeah. Four
1: lights out of five. Andrea? I'm going to give it a four. I think the first...
4: There's elements of that first kind of part that are weaker. I think it kind of picks up pace in the second part. Um, but I think judging it as a pilot compared to others, um, I think it was quite well done. I think If I kind of take out the, the, the Vaseline-smeared what-is-time bits um, that, that kind of let it down, I, I think overall I did enjoy it. And I've watched another... Eight episodes since, so it must have done something, right? So
5: I'm going for a four. Excellent uh, job. Yeah, it was uh, it was good enough to make me want to keep watching, and I've only just done the bloody rewatch, so it's it's obviously of a good enough quality. So I'm going to say four lights out of five. Oh, Lindsay. Um, yeah, I
1: think it's a good pilot. I don't think it's better than pilot, but
2: I do think it's good. Um, so I'm going to go with three and a half
1: and a half lights i am gonna go uh, four lights yeah a very strong four lights it is for me is the best of the of all the pilots um you know from this era um yeah it's great i love the characters i love how rounded they are straight away as well i think it's uh it's strong but i think they had to be um because it was a it's a risky thing to do it's completely different star trek to a degree so yeah so such
5: a lot of cast that they're giving plenty of time to i think it's yeah it's quite a they knew they had plenty of time to, to, to like this is the difference between a 10 season arc and a 20 yeah. whatever they, they knew they'd had time to, to make, take everybody's story and make it happen yeah. so I, just I, just... Like I,
2: would, I would argue that not all of them are rounded but that's okay because I know that there is space runs going forward
1: yeah, I mean they, they kick on straight away kind of thing from I know there's obviously development but you see them you know if you watch all of the series you can go back and watch this and say oh yeah I can see I can see them Whereas sometimes you go back and you can't necessarily see the characters they're going to be kind of thing. But again, it's all development and stuff. in But anyway, it's just good. One. Enough of what we think. Let's find out what you think in listeners' feedback. Well, Let's find out what you think in listeners' feedback. I'm going to come to you first, John Boy.
5: Uh, Shep's Deep Dive Seas. I went from TNG to Voyager and didn't watch DS9. Until only a few years back, I was ho- hoping they did a remastered version like they did with TNG. Anyway, the pilot blew away all the others. It's full-on emotional roller coaster. It's a fantastic backstory and characters. Just hope they polish it up for our 4K TVs in the future. Top show. Cheers, Sheps.
1: Cheers, Sheps.
5: Uh, Andrea?
4: we've got david kitchen um from twitter who says easily the best pilot episode for a trek series using wolf 359 as a backdrop was genius from the start ds9 feels like a real place with plenty of directions for the series to go in characters are interesting and feel new and different and a great sci-fi story as well trek up peak
3: that's okay we've got rob chapman and he's poor Awesome pilot, love how gritty and dark this is compared to what came before. Instantly fell in love with the character of Major Kira and her feisty and take-no-bullshit attitude. <laughs> Cheers, Rob.
0: He
1: paused, uh, but he still said it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Should I swear or not? Um, Lindsey, go off.
2: Um. Okay, so I have a, a feedback from Darren Pickles. Um, this is the best Star Trek pilot episode. The characters are really strong and well defined. The cast is outstanding. I love the opening scene set at Wolf 359 It was great seeing A- <coughs> it strip together. It was fascinating seeing the animosity that Cisco has for Picard at the beginning. Then at the end, you see Sisko's experience on DS9 and with the prophets has changed him. Ten out of ten. Can you tell that DS9 is my favourite Trek show?
0: Mm-hmm
1: we got bruce wayne at nl underscore dark underscore night on twitter hi bruce um that said oh oh sorry here we go I missed you uh, a short one this week uh, as the Bat is on retreat <laughs> Oh, bless him on oh, no, holiday no, no, I presume hope you're having a good one Bruce uh, I will confess Bias as DS9 is my favourite of all the Star Trek flavours and not just because of Dax most pilot episodes tend to be weaker uh, as they're introducing new characters environment story and arcs that's it that the MS3 episode started DS9 better than most uh, and hinted at some wider and more interesting storylines to come great characters a new waypoint location and promise of an unknown distant quadrant on their doorstep. Love the episodes. Four lights, the end. Thank you. Uh, back to you, Andrea.
4: Um, we've got Steve Smith. I think this is this, well, this one's from Twitter. Um, I watched the episode again yesterday. One of my faves. DS9 was my favourite of the Trek series when I was younger. I just felt the storyline and cast were the most balanced of the ones I had seen,
5: plus the Defiant was awesome.
1: Lovely. Um, and John?
5: Craig Stimson, quite like emissary though time, the whole time is linear, gets a touch repetitive. Introduction to characters in the station is good, as well as the whole Cisco as profit. A very different feel to TNG when it came out, and definitely the start of something exciting. Cheers, Craig. Cheers, Craig. And Lindsay, little last one.
2: Yeah, so Jane Gregory has, uh, in saying, Craig, uh, sorry (laughs) <laughs> Craig's
1: chipped in, in response to Craig, saying, "I love Deep Space Nine. Loved, loved Cisco. That's fair well, enough." I've got, I've got one here from @luffd on Twitter. She says, "My friend is visiting. Are we are watching this episode now. Uh, she also testifies that I'm not posh." Well, Deb, 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 Deb. Who is riding a motorbike right now?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: That's outside my house. This, this is. Oh, I remember, I, I, sort of... I live in the,
1: the, the rough part of town. <laughs> Sounds like a powerful, a powerful hog. Um, so Deb... It'll, um, be. Yeah, It'll be like come... a shitty little pit bike thing that shouldn't <laughs> be on the board. <laughs> Well Deb, we're going to find out how posh you are. Deb has sent me some audio feedback uh, that I'm going to insert right now.
6: Okay then, so that you didn't have to read out my long comment and also Bob doesn't do his posh voice. I like DS9, I especially like it once Worf joins and Cisco goes bold, but it is a long time since I watched any. I was quite excited about our rewatch. Unfortunately I watched it when my mate Ange came round and we knocked back quite a few bottles of wine, so these are what I could read of my notes. Episode 1 starts one bottle in having initially lost the remote control. 1 minute 20 in. Episode paused for vital arguing about how correctly you should cut a stilton without taking all the nice bit at the end, which is a really important thing. Resume episode, Ange. Wolf 359, that's where Lecuti of Borg killed Sisko's wife. Me. So that's why Sisko doesn't like Picard. Both of us. Very unprofessional though. We nod wisely. Ange. Look, a slug transplant. Look, there's no way they can fit that in there. Why doesn't Dax have a slug bulge? Me. Did they just say they were off to do Nora Batty's belt? Do you think it's to stop them having wrinkles in their shirts? Debate about Ferengi heads looking like bottoms is interrupted by someone, could have been Cisco, saying, What the hell's going on? We both agree with the sentiment. Ange. Ooh, a wormhole. A discussion about Babylon 5 is interrupted by someone mentioning life forms, so we both sing datas. Life forms? You tiny little life forms? Your precious little life form. Anyway, Siska, this is no ordinary wormhole. Both of us. No, it's Donora Nora bat belt. Someone, not a clue who, so then mentions thrusters, so we both giggle. By this level of drinking, the word thrusters is the funniest word ever. Ange asks if thrusters is a tinny or a woody word. I have no idea what she's talking about, so I mention John's wood. For some reason, my notes now say Womble, and I have no idea why. Me. This episode would be trippy sober. Why are they playing baseball? We both pay attention after some character, who might be real or not real, but is on the TV and speaking says, What is baseball? At last, the answer to that question, baseball, what the fuck? But nope, they just play a bit around us. Cisco. It's linear. Later, Cisco. So it's not linear. Us. What the fuck? Back on Deep Space Nine, something is happening and someone mentions Cardassians. Ange, Sisko is back. Me, I think he found the Holy Grail. Odo, I think it was Odo, it might have been Kira, said Quark is a community leader now. I've no idea how. So in conclusion, did I like the episode? I really don't know, but we had a nice time and I would definitely rate it three bottles. I look forward to listening to your podcast to find out what we watched. And we'll try and watch it again sober to see if it bears any resemblance to my notes. I love you all and you are my bestest friends and I will write shorter, I promise. So posh.
1: Honestly, so posh, that girl. Unbelievable. How posh is she? Thanks, Deb, for your audio feedback. Um, I I think it was the threat of me reading it out that made her send it over, to be fair. Um, Cool. Well, thank you very much, as always, for your feedback. I keep it coming. Um, Anyway, it's time to vote for this week's Betty! No. Anyway.
0: <laughs> fucking
1: hell. Keep, Keep it in, Keep it in, Keep it in, man. Keep it in. It's gross. It's time to vote for this week's Red Shirt. <laughs> it's Red Shirt, Red Shirt time. Come on, come on, come on. Sucky, who's your Red Shirt? Give me your Red Shirt now, baby. You know, there was nothing, really,
3: anything, anybody said that was offensive or wound me up or did anything bad, I can't really think of anything, so I'm just gonna go with my you know, uh what is what's the word? Uh, go, go to, to basically. Yeah. Mate. And that's gonna be you, Bob. So thanks
1: yeah. My bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't believe we've been so nice this week actually. You have been I mean, actually I mean, I'm, I'm, This is this mean, is what I'm told I it mean, this week. Yeah, I really regret it now. and <laughs> um, <laughs> Andrea. Um, on behalf
4: of the the Bejews, the Bejewin Jews, <laughs> um, I, I'm voting for for
1: Bob. Oh, um, fucking hell. Bejewins, what? It's Be-Jewans, it's the same, it's not that far. Oh, what would
2: you call the thing that sits at the bottom of your face? And
5: beard. He'd call it his Jew, wouldn't he? <laughs> oh, fucking... Yeah, well,
1: so you
2: are actually perfectly capable of pronouncing this old job. So, I said Bejewin.
1: Beard i don't have a job i've got a beard okay. um so me thanks andrea uh john uh likewise i didn't find particularly <clears throat> anybody
5: particularly offensive this week except you called sucky and no bed, bob so fuck it it's you <laughs> fucking
1: hell thanks john uh lindsay
2: well let's just make it a full house shall we <laughs>
1: bob. thanks very much why uh, what's, why you, what's, you what's your reasoning yeah. Um, because
2: you used a dodgy accent on another podcast, and I found it
1: deeply offensive. <laughs> it's not dodgy whatsoever. That was a proper full-on Scottish accent. It wasn't even me anyway. It was Jamie's. Wait, through.
5: wait for him to say that he is half Scottish or something. He's about to say it in any minute now. As justification, I'm very
1: Celtic, John.
5: that's, yes, awesome.
0: that's it. I going to say like Celtic.
1: Celtic. <laughs> I am fucking Irish and Scottish. Look at the yeah. beard, man. I'm gonna mate? come out as a Bedouin, though. Well, <laughs> you might as well. Might as well. Mean, i am been mean, meaning to tell you <laughs> something, guys. Uh, right, cool. <laughs> <So it's, God. laughs> I, 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 this is any point of me voting. Um, I was gonna vote for myself. Fucking five. Uh, go on, then. How are you gonna kill me, bastards? I uh, think we just um... threw him into the
2: wormhole without a ship or a spaceship. <laughs> and right. he could be bored That's... to death by the people who don't understand time. <laughs>
5: Yeah, that, that his his job is to ex- explain linear time
1: to non-time <laughs> creatures for yeah. the entirety of well, the remaining
0: existence. Anyway,
1: I tell you what I'll do, guys. I'm gonna go there and open up a pub. Fucking will never find time, will they? So there you go. I, I, who's winning now? Not you. I think yes. No <laughs> skimpy speeders.
5: That's <laughs> you, you, <laughs> might, you might also have to call the bar the Moon Bar because it'd be fuck all atmosphere because there will be nobody else there. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to no,
2: me, the prophets will manifest themselves as all of Bob's favourite people. So we'll be sitting at the bar with Warren and it'll be
4: fine. We won't really
2: be oh, there,
5: yeah. but literally Bob in a pub surrounded by Bob as his customers.
1: I'm um, <laughs> oh, very this idea as he
4: emerged from the worm, like the wormhole, and declare himself like king of the Bedouins. Yeah, and are we are not, we not, start we're not
1: all <laughs> Cisco, Cisco Speedos with socks in. Uh, right, anyway, this is, enough. He, should this be is
5: crucified. enough. he should be crucified for that stuff. That's what he should be doing. Oh, <laughs> I
0: see
2: what
1: you did there. <laughs> um, okay, cool. I'm dead, so lovely. Let's find out what we're watching next time. So, Key, it's your turn. Give us the four episodes that we're going to put on a poll on Twitter for you to vote for that we're going to review next time. Give me your four. right right in honor of the fact
3: that we're doing lower decks oh you know lower decks has been released so i'm going to go back to the original uh the animated series so we're going to do so i'll pick four episodes from there and they're going to be short they're only going to be 25 minutes long they ain't going to be like nearly one and a half hours two hours long which makes you fall asleep so i'm going to be doing season one episode one beyond the father Farth- Ooh. Season 1, Episode 3, One of Our Planets Is Missing. Season 2, Episode 1, The Pirates of Orion. And Season 2, Episode 6, The counterclock Incident.
2: Oh, so, four controversial.
3: Star Trek animated like like a, series. Like
2: I have never watched
5: any of the animated series. Yeah. I've I when
2: tried.
5: I have, when
4: I was like a kid, I think. Yeah, that's it, I'm me saying, So, just go through them wow.
3: against,
1: against They against were. Against
3: season 1, Episode 1, Beyond the Farthest Star. Season 1, Episode 3, One of Our Planets is Missing. Season 2, Episode 1, The Pirates of Orion. Season 2, Episode 6, The counterclock Incident. Now, so Season 1's about 16 episodes, and Season 2's only 6 episodes. So, shit. I, well, <laughs> I, I, I feel like we should be, like... I, I feel
2: like it should be Season 1, Episode 1, because I'm a bit of a clue... Like, oh, it's going to upset me if I
1: haven't seen any of it. Well, it's not up to you, Lindsay. I'm I'm just expressing my opinion. I'm allowed to
2: express my opinion.
1: You can watch the slow, really boring thing, but it's cool that we're going to be reviewing it. It gives us (laughs) an excuse. So that's going on. That'll be going on Twitter probably tonight. Um, It'll be on for five days. And then that's what we'll be reviewing next time. So thank you you very much.
5: You might have to point out as well.
1: Uh, No, sorry, I thought we'd done. Shit. Sorry, no, carry on, Bob all right, John. Um, It's too early, premature. So yeah, so that's it. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you guys for joining me as always and we'll uh, speak to you next time. Bye-bye! Captain's log, supplemental. When we were in the time vortex, something appears to have changed the present as we know it. No one aboard recognises Mr. Spock. Who's he, Jim? I don't know what's going on, but the first officer of this ship will be treated with respect. Captain, I assure you no one has ever treated me otherwise. Who are you? Well,
5: I thought sure you'd know Theron by now, Jim. He's been your first officer for five years.
6: The wife was killed in a shuttle accident at Lunaport on her way home to Earth. Ambassador Sarek has not remarried. The son. What was his name and age when he died? Spock, age seven. I wish to visit the planet Vulcan. Thirty Vulcan years past.